Can you hear me? Hi. Yeah. Uh, quickly introduce Hello, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, your visual is now uh, available. Good morning. Can you you can Good see morning. me now? Yeah. Um. I, I'm driving, uh, Mr. Okay. Madhu. Okay. Okay. But I can see you. Okay. Yeah, Ruchi. We, uh, are, All right. Uh, we are, are we going to wait for... Yeah. He said he is already logged in. But I can't see him here. So you've gone through the videos and uh, the white paper for agriculture that we've shared. No, actually, I didn't get a chance to go through the videos, but I was just having a read of uh, all the information. Uh, but no, I didn't get a chance to go through the video yet. Okay. I did have a look through your website, though. So okay. I have a brief understanding of um, what it is that the different, um, you know, uh, aspects in which you consult. This looks interesting and we should probably take this up. Uh, because as a company, we are extremely interested in, you know, ensuring that all of our practices don't have any adverse environmental impacts, um, especially, you know, waste that comes from farming and stuff like that. So all of our practices are presently organic. And so here is our, you know, on-ground operations head. He manages all of our farms. We have a, approximately 20 farms. Uh, is you know actively involved in uh, managing all of the farm operations so he's going to be instrumental in case we uh, you know decide to do any uh, changes in the farm practice um, he will be the you know main lead uh, so i thought it would be important for him to be on this call as well okay and um, that's it from us we'd like to hear from you um, see, cowonomics is a technology for resuscitation of the native ecology. Uh, so, basically, uh, what has happened is in uh, into uh, the way uh, we live now. In last about hundred years, we've changed our lifestyle uh, in a very unsustainable way. The chemical uh, use has gone up by many folds. So, it is not just about farming; it is about our routine daily life, right? So every human being on a regular basis is generating uh, 33 liters of sewage. Now all this sewage, uh, all the industrial effluent and all the runoff water from the agriculture is actually going into the water bodies. That is killing Correct. the uh, aqua ecology. Because of the aqua ecology, um, the, the air pollution is increasing. The underground aquifer is depleting and uh, the soil ecology is also disturbed so basically if you actually look at it uh, a water body is a space where uh, the earth the water and the air come in a contact right so this is okay. where we can actually do a resuscitation of the native ecology which is affecting the underground aquifer the soil layer the water and the air right now when you try to understand it in a in a very holistic manner unfortunately the dissection has to stop unfortunately the way we have been progressing our studies whether even if it is environment study we don't take a holistic approach our approach is based on physics chemistry or biology 
right now when you said uh, you're doing organic farming okay. primarily if you get into the uh, in-depth detailing it is just playing with microbiology right earlier Correct. mr swaminathan in introduced yes. chemical based yes. farming in 1963 and every farm practice had some or the other chemical and resultant is we we seeing the okay. the steep rise into the cases of uh, diabetics and cancer and what not i mean all these health problems are actually a resultant of the bad farming practices that we have because uh, chemicals are now into our food chain and we can't avoid it right unless until we mend the way we farm right now there was a need for a green revolution way back in 1963 yes it was there because the population was on rise it was a newly created uh, nation after the division and the needs were increased and uh, the the poverty level was high the gdp was low so definitely we had to feed a huge population but for that what would have been the right practice Today we all know that agriculture was invented in India and we've been living in the same landmass for last 25,000 years for which now we have about 8 different streams of science which has proven that India is there into the same landmass for at least 25,000 years and it is a living continuous civilization. So if we have been farming in the same land for 25,000 years it is very simple to understand that we must have developed the sustainable farming practices. Now, we have shunned yes. all the traditional Indian knowledge as uh, uh, a ritual or a traditional way of farming. Instead of getting into the in-depth scientific details of each and every uh, process that we have into farming, we actually shunned the entire process and we went to America which is just a 300 years old civilization and we copied and captured everything from there and we brought it imported it as it is now just imagine in America way back in 1963 it was only 17% of the population involved into agriculture so every farmer had about 200-500 acres of land they had to do they had no other option but to go mechanical but to go mechanized right in India we had one farmer having about five acres of land what was the need to mechanize yeah right so yeah. all the practices that we uh, have uh, accepted as a part of green revolution has actually ruined the entire rural economy because right farming was I mean uh, we used to have this uh, saying in India that the best thing to do in life is agriculture second best is business and worst is to uh, serve under somebody as uh, a service i mean uh, if if you are getting employed that is the worst thing Correct. you should be keeping employees but you should not get employed right that was the yeah. conventional intelligence that we had as a part of uh, the basic fabric of this culture right why was this developed why was this phenomena developed why was this concept developed it was primarily because agriculture is the only business which is uh, i would say uh, to the extent of 99 percent dependent on nature itself nature does not need human assistance 
for growing the plants and the animals so that is why right. the way we had developed farming was it was a mixed culture there was uh, farm animals uh, like uh, cows and bulls and uh, there was um, a water body so you were doing fishery as well and there was a uh, horticulture agriculture farms so everything was in a circle and that is what we have understood after doing a lot of research into vedic science um, our research started way back in 2011 and uh, then we developed uh, we understood and we developed this uh, process which is nothing but um, brushing up the old vedic science the old vedic knowledge if you okay. have uh, cattle you have a water body and you have uh, <coughs> agriculture or horticulture all three of them have got a symbiotic relationship now into agriculture we need only the fruits or only the shoots or only the roots rest everything is agri waste now this agri waste serves as a fodder for the farm animal for the cattle right yes. now cattle uh, uh, waste the the waste of uh, the dairy or uh, the cattle shed is your cow dung and cow urine which goes into the biogas plant and you take a fuel or the electricity out of it the biggest problem with the biogas plant is what to do with the slurry now this slurry goes into the water body into the water slurry body with the slurry yes yeah. now this water body will actually consume this entire slurry and rejuvenate the water with the cowonomics technology with the cowonomics process right so the water is in the absolute healthy condition because water is a living ecology if it is in good condition if it is an yeah. alive condition we call it alive water only when number one it has got an active food chain inside the water and second is it has got completely uh, balanced electrolytes which is the natural spring water yeah. now this water is used back into agriculture and horticulture wherein uh, the plants develop their native immunity right today if you look at farming it is a consistent war with disease pest and uh, the weather because the weather is unpredictable global warming is happening and you you can't predict when it will rain when it will not right and uh, you okay. have lots and lots of diseases and you have lots and lots of pests so the entire agriculture is fighting a war with these three factors and why it is fighting a war is because our approach is attack there are two approaches in any war either you attack or you defend right when you are attacking you yeah. need to develop medicine or uh, pesticide or insecticide or weedicide or fungicide organism by organism that is why you have a complete industry which is the insecticide or pesticide industry or the fertilizer industry right okay. all they are doing is yeah. a research yes. into chemistry or microbiology for fighting with the organisms right this is the attacked philosophy there is another philosophy of winning a war that is the defend philosophy because of which we had so many forts across the country every fort is a defend strategy if your fort is unbeatable if you you cannot demolish the walls of the fort nobody can win over you right so this is what we call as the native immunity 
today the entire world is under lockdown because of the herd immunity going down right why is the herd immunity yes. going down it is only because human beings cannot develop their natural immunity against any of the infection primarily because you don't have a natural soil natural water or natural air we are living in a artificial world yes. and we only have polluted this entire world right so if yeah. you give a natural rearing to any of your plants or animals the native immunity itself will be strong enough to defend all the infections all the diseases so in economics technology our strategy is the defend strategy that you let the native immunity grow and all the plants and animals will be free from all sorts of infection all sorts of diseases any kind of pest attack any kind of um uh, virus attack like if you look into the uh, botany sciences you will find in agriculture practices if there is a viral infection there is absolutely zero cure except for quarantine you just have to uproot that plant which has got a viral infection and you have to bury it there is no other cure right in our case even if the plant is infected with virus you can cure it and we have done it in whatever uh, farms we working so whether it is a viral infection or uh, a fungal infection or a bacterial infection uh, leaf curl leaf miner any kind of disease the farm goes absolutely free from the three which is disease pest and unpredictable weather okay only point is that we have to nice. do all the three things simultaneously which means we need to have a water body we need to have uh, a biogas yes. plant which is utilizing the waste of uh, the cattle shed and we need to have uh, agri or horticulture farms you can have floriculture farms you can uh, do even beekeeping nice. along with it so that you get nice. a better pollination and you get a better yield right <laughs> bottom okay. line is your farm can be made okay. insect pest and disease free with our technology that's the only beauty of the technology that we have you can okay. ask your question sure so um i am primarily into commercial uh, timber farming you mean poplar uh, and eucalyptus or something plants, else the trees that we grow are no it's uh, sandalwood mahogany teak um as of now uh these and mango these for are sandalwood our main trees that we grow you need to get licenses grow. right for growing sandalwood yeah, you need so to take license yeah so we do have all of that okay perfect. perfect yes so we do already have all of that in place empty farms ranging from anywhere from 20 to 150 200 acres so the smallest farm is perhaps 22 acres and uh, the largest is around 180 as of now uh, these are all on the karnataka andhra pradesh border in that region and we are expanding we are growing we are acquiring more and more farms um this point we are only into timber and fruit trees so we also have uh, pomegranate plantations uh, we are growing jamun uh, fig trees uh anything else that uh, i need to include in the trees that we are growing yeah these are the trees and it's it's in very uh, uh 
smaller quantity and the scattered manner nothing in nothing is huge hmm. only the larger quantity we hmm. are doing is pomegranate only apart from timber so you have some sort of hmm. pomegranate kind the... of a thing yeah in only one farm we are doing this uh teak pomegranate and uh custard apple okay okay so hello um have you di- hello yeah i'm yes. getting you yeah, uh, so i'll just give you a quick brief about yep so i'll just give you a quick brief about it uh so essentially we sell and manage farmland uh so for example if uh, a customer wants to buy 1 acre of land uh we not only sell them the land but we also uh maintain and manage that land until the harvest of the crop is done and even beyond that so we take care of all the farm operations and once the harvest of either a fruit tree or a timber tree is ready then we sell that and uh give the profits to the customer and we have a certain fee also that we keep for ourselves uh, so, so that is farming as a service is that correct yes we're doing farming service and it's also an investment okay. perspective right Got it. because Got it. land value is appreciating because of new government rules anybody is eligible to buy land right. it's no more restricted right right um so and mostly our customers are you know uh, it professionals or a common man who wants to go outside of the concrete jungle and live with nature mm-hmm. uh so that's that's the majority of the customers that we get and then we also have some corporate uh, uh you know agencies who buy land on a large acres from us that we manage for them um we also have cow sheds uh at every farm so we do use cow uh you know uh, manure and urine in all of our on site preparations uh we are doing at the and moment. we are doing panchagavya we are doing neem kernel extract for uh, pest and uh, pest management uh dashaparani uh, agneastra you are talking about zbnf right yeah we are doing uh, all these practices yeah in our farm okay. and we have desi cows only in our farm okay. we, we don't uh, have we don't have any hybrid variety or something got it yeah so in our scheme uh, of thing basically uh, even all this project... is will not be required because uh, in our uh, scheme of things uh, there is no need for any insect what i'm saying is in in our scheme of things even uh, the zbnf practices would not be required even uh, uh, whether it is uh, uh, chemical uh, pesticide or uh, organic pesticide or uh, agneastra or dashaparni arc nothing would be required because we don't have the concept of a pesticide we don't have the, the very concept of an insecticide what we want is uh, the the nature to decide for itself and uh, in uh, in uh, most of our project what we have seen is if there is a farmland let's say there is a there is a 200 acre farmland out of which uh, only 20 acre uh, is owned by our customer and uh, there are about 180 acres all around so if there is a pest attack mm. this 20 acre is safeguarded 
and rest of the places are uh, getting infected because of the pest because this 20 acre is able oh. to the, the crop is able to defend any kind of attack and for the pest okay. you know if you actually think about it logically pests have got ample amount of food into the jungles into the forest but they don't attack a forest there has to be some reason behind them attacking only the farmlands right you you go into a jungle you go into a forest you won't even find uh, even a single tree or uh, even a, a single plant whether it is uh, uh, a tree or a shrub or a herb or uh, anything it is not having any kind of deficiency why because th there is a complete ecosystem right now that you are into agroforestry and uh, yeah. uh, aforestation kind of project you will understand it much better than uh, the normal yes. uh, agriculturist yes because agriculturists are primarily focused towards uh, the the agricultural crops not about the forestry because you are into the yeah. forestry you will be able to relate we are to actually it we are actually facing certain pest issues yeah uh, and i think mealy bug skeletonizer defoliator uh, de uh, de yeah defoliator mm. and root grubs and powdery mildew mealy bug and skeletonizer root grub yeah yeah root grub and powdery mildew so like so you said uh, you you have uh, a cow shed in almost all the farms uh, do you also have water bodies yes. uh, around the cow shed? How do you make arrangement for the drinking of uh, the cows? We have, we, we have a water body, but not uh, very close to the cow shed. Okay. And uh, we have made a rings uh, for them to uh, have it, have water whenever okay. they feel they. Sometimes we leave it for grazing also. Drinking water, they come and drink water in the tanks. Okay. And this uh, tank water is uh, coming in uh, from the water body or it is a uh, borewell or tubewell water? Borewell. Okay. Okay. So, uh, borewell, yeah. when, uh, when uh, it is uh, worked upon with cownomics, the way we work is all the borewells and the tubewells will actually uh, push water only to the water body. In the water body, we will uh, be doing the treatment. And this water will be used in whether it is uh, uh, farms or whether it is uh, the cattle shed, everywhere only this water will be used. Because okay. as per Vedic science, okay. the underground water is required to be acclimatized to the surface conditions. It should not directly be used for any of the surface purposes. Yeah, yeah. So what I was saying is, yes. as per Vedic science, the underground water is required to be acclimatized to the surface, condi uh, surface conditions before it is used for uh, whether plants or animals or anybody. Oh. Right. So whatever borewell or tubewell water you are getting, that should come into the water body where we will do the treatment and then this rejuvenated water should be used for uh, the irrigation purposes and the irrigation also there is no flooding irrigation uh, in uh, as per uh, our technology the way it should be done is either you can do a drip which is absolutely fine with us because there is no wastage of water in drip 
or you should ideally be doing a foliar yeah. spray uh, on the leaves of the plants only okay there is only, no water required in the roots or in the soil if at all you want to do an arrangement you make an arrangement for the drip only okay the foliar spray application complete the System foliar spray is basically mimicking the nature if you look at it how does nature irrigate any of the plants there are only two ways one is dew drops and second is the rain right and there are actual uh, conditions which are required to be met before this kind of irrigation happens like in in case of dew drops it will happen only in the early morning hours rain can happen any time but then there, right. there is an environment created by nature before it rains like the direct sunlight will be cut off because yes. of the clouds the clouds will be darker so the light will be dimmed Correct. right into the dim light first the the temperature will be uh, moderated because of the winds and then the rains uh, will uh, yes. start and the rain will fall only on the leaves so that the leaves could absorb why this temperature is moderated is primarily because the guard cells in the leaves will get relaxed and when they get relaxed the stomata opens when the stomata opens the absorption the will happen leaves, yes right so the rain water is the freshest kind of water yes. the natural spring water which has got complete electrolyte balance and it is immediately absorbed by the leaves so that it enhances the rate of photosynthesis because of which the native immunity of the plant will grow right so whatever kind of infections you have Correct. in the uh, plants all that will naturally go you don't have to do any extra activity for that except for the foliar spray of the natural water on the leaves that is the only process required to be done so presently i think the last two or three months we have had incessant incessant rainfall almost every single day we have not even had to irrigate our fields at all right because almost every day it's raining or it's drizzling right. uh, so there has been absolutely no requirement to irrigate but something we are facing is um, water logging and some of our plants are getting severely damaged uh, due to water logging and what is essential in most tree species is they need you know care and assistance in the first few stages of growth right right every tree every species has its own growth cycle uh, and its own graph the way right. it grows so for teak especially which is our you know primary uh, you could say plant or tree crop uh, it needs attention in the first few years of right after that trees are more or less sufficient to grow right. by themselves you don't have to do much right right then you just leave the ecosystem to survive and it does excellent by itself right uh, in the initial stages we have noticed that because our soil profile is so varying it's so vast um if every 10 meters it's a different type of soil it's a different uh, type of porosity it's a different it, it's clay then it's red then it's sandy then it's loamy so in areas where there is clay soil there is a lot of water logging happening so we want to know we are you know trying to manipulate that soil and um, you know add some sort of texture to it so that it becomes more porous um 
but we're only able to do it in a small root zone uh what are things that we can do to solve these you know issues that are on ground issues that we need to uh you know uh solve for the plant to grow because mainly what we are noticing is say in one acre one section is growing doing excellently well but a tree right next to it is is not doing well at all you know six month old uh, tea crop one has grown uh, almost up to six seven feet and the other one is still at three feet and it's not growing the leaves are not looking healthy uh, and it ha doesn't have a pest attack there is we are giving this exact same treatment the only difference is in this soil uh, so this is something that you know we need to look into what are what can we do that can mimic the environment or can uh, you know with the least amount of interference uh, you know solve this issue a second practice that we do is of course we don't till any of our land completely no tilling is done on any of our farms initially that's a wonderful uh, I practice think they were doing that that is a yeah. real good practice that yeah. you're doing that you're not tilling the land yeah we did we actually saw a lot of youtube videos and we realized that tilling is the worst thing that we can do in our farms and practices and especially with all the agronomists that we have on the farm uh, with their agriculture degrees they are so prone to tilling they're like oh this is not working let's till let's till but we have really you know curbed that uh, practice and now we don't till at all uh, and areas where we have not tilled are doing much better than uh, places where we have tilled uh so these are some of the practices that you know we try to initiate and implement by ourselves and so we just just wanted to give you a brief understanding of where we stand and uh what are the things happening on ground so i'll tell you, you one thing uh, which uh, probably uh, you you would have known or, or you would have uh, gone through in uh, the the textbooks or uh, through understanding the youtube but uh, if you actually really yes. uh, make it a regular practice like like you have adopted no tilling uh, uh, principle there are certain things which uh, the the nature itself is doing which we are unfortunately uh, never taught into our uh, syllabus but it is uh, a reality what <laughs> happens is we are taking uh, a wrong route in terms of understanding the plants what what we are being taught in the agriculture universities is root is the point from where the food will come into the plant right and uh, right. the leaves are supposed to do only uh, the carbon sequestration in terms of capturing the carbon and doing the photosynthesis and releasing the oxygen right now this right. is just half of the plant body communication right basically how it happens is the absorption can happen either ways it can happen from the root it can happen from the shoot Correct. as well right now what happens is no plant is obese because plant will accept and release okay plant will only accept yes. what is required by the plant okay whatever is not required with the plant will yes. be released whether it is being released by the leaves or whether it is uh, getting released by the roots correct but nothing extra will be kept by the plant correct. right 
Now, if you do a consistent Correct. supply to the plant through the foliar spray, hmm. what what I said, alive water is having an active food chain and is having a complete electrolyte balance, yes. right? Now, when you are doing the foliar spray of this alive water onto the leaves, yes. Whatever is required of the plant is getting accepted by the plant. You will actually uh, experience a better rate of photosynthesis by the plant because uh, the chlorophyll content in the plant will increase once you start doing a foliar spray on the leaves of uh, the uh, the rejuvenated water from the carbonomics technology. Now it is having a complete electrolyte balance, and this balance is getting fed to the plant through the foliar spray. Now, the plant doesn't need all the okay. electrolytes which are coming in. Like if you're giving uh, zinc, if you're giving, uh, let's okay. say, iron, right? And plant doesn't need it. Where will it go? It will actually be released in the soil through the roots. Sorry. Right? And the more minerals you add Got to it. the soil, the more soil ecology will get enriched. Okay, mm. so like you said, there is a difference in the soil quality at every 10 meters. That is because the entire soil yes. ecology has been disturbed because of whatever have been the practices for last 50 years on that particular landmass. Right now, if you want to resuscitate the native ecology of that landmass. The soil will have to be revived. Correct. Soil is not a dead substance. Soil is a living ecology. There are microbes, there are minerals, there are uh, multiple electrolytes which are there in the soil. Uh, just to show you, I have some samples from the uh, you know farm that we collected. Mm -hmm. uh, I think how many acres was that farm, sir? Uh, Nature Spring one. Twenty acres. I was just saying that uh, to to maintain uh, a homogeneous mix of the soil, you need to actually uh, uh, restart the ecology of the soil. And for that, the 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 microbial life in the soil has to be rejuvenated to the extent that <laughs> the colonies are spread all across the landmass and. You know, uh, when okay. we say microbes, we primarily understand only bacteria and only maybe fungi and things like that. But uh, every right. soil type has got its own biodiversity, depending upon the agroclimatic zone, depending upon yes. the kind of water you have, depending upon the kind of air you have. All that is regularly changing because of our consistent intervention. The, the air quality, the soil quality or the yeah. water quality that you get in a forest or maybe in high altitude mountains of uh, Himalayas or maybe uh, the, the lesser uh, reached places, uh, you, you go to Andamans and all, you'll, you'll find a, an absolutely different uh, kind of uh, air, a different kind of water, right? Because the yeah. human intervention yes. is minimized. So, if you want your entire uh, farm to behave like one, you need to first let it become right. one. 
and for that the most important thing is okay. restoration of the native ecology which belongs to that land the moment that is done you will find that the entire farm But is actually working as one unit you know uh, together they are working uh, whether it is plants or animals Correct. or or uh, soil or water or air or sunlight everything you will yeah. find in in a very uh, yeah. different enthusiasm uh, we we call it life is exuberating right. you know when when we do a restoration of a water body where in there are only eagles and crows coming in there after the resuscitation of the ecology you find uh, maybe about 25 30 varieties of birds butterflies oh, wow. and various kinds of insects and such a colorful nice. environment there because nature has actually reclaimed it yes so the moment it happens into a farmland you will you will experience yeah. the difference between all of them so these are uh, the kind of uh, yeah. soil no, that's which exactly are the ideology what you are displaying is, is the kind of soils which are available yes, in yes. a single farm of exactly 20 acres right Uh, yes. It, this is just one part. You could say ten acres. Okay. Uh, yeah. Is you know sample one to twelve. All right. And and, and what kind of collected around twenty. What 26 kind of grasses samples. you have on and this, this uh, land? Can you give me some idea on the kind of grasses you have? Yeah. Yeah. One second. Yeah. I don't. Do we have any grasses on Nature Spring? No, right? We have uh, this uh, garike, uh, tungge, and all. Can Can you ask somebody okay. to take pictures of the kind of vegetation you have on that particular land? I mean, except for the trees. What What you are growing is one thing, okay. and what nature But grows there is another, right? As as you yeah, said, we, it we has been raining very well. So they they must have been grass even into a wasteland after it rains, right? So yes, if yes, if you can yes, just yes. collect I some pictures and share it with me, I'll be in a better what? position to actually uh, understand uh, the oh. the land there. No, the land that we acquired, this specific farm, is that is a farm that we are facing growth issues with. But this land that we acquired was. Previously subject to very intensive agriculture, and they were using We all those chemicals and, and all that in farming. Yes, what they, crop they were they using used. before? Was it corn? Melon, melon, okay. melon, 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 and they have done some soil changes also. No, where they brought some soil from another place and dumped it on this land or something yes, like that. Yes, they have oh. imported soil from other uh, area, <laughs> like some lake, some small lake. Hmm. Okay. and they have prepared the beds this the all together soil structure is completely different every 100 feet or 150 feet we have different different structure of the soil okay now yeah. just help me with uh, the kind of uh, uh, grasses which are growing there uh, sure i will get you few pictures yeah and uh, maybe almost in every farm in that area in that zone Uh, we have very similar kind of weeds which comes in. Yeah. So I can easily get few pictures and right. share it to you so that you can get back to us on that. Yeah, and try taking pictures from all uh, different corners. 
so that uh, yeah, i don't yeah. oh, i don't get to see the same pick again and again right done done we'll do that so that will yeah. help me understand uh, the topology much better and uh, uh, as you said you already have a water body there and you already have uh, a cow shed there right yes okay and uh, you've been using this uh, zbnf uh, into that farmland for how long tentatively uh, uh, this the farm which uh, you saw the soil sample is about one and a half year old okay so for last uh, one and a half time. years there are no chemicals being used absolutely zero chemicals right uh, only when we have a huge issues of insects and pests okay. okay we go for corrective sprays okay not every time okay so and this this sprays are on the plants and the this foliar sprays for foliar foliar sprays yes. okay and uh, no npk being used uh maybe once once a year yeah uh, when we do this basal dose for the plants okay. while planting okay we use some uh, uh, very minimum uh, quantity okay That's and and uh, uh, i hope uh, nothing like vermicompost is being used we are using farmyard manure which is uh, uh, neatly decomposed then only applied onto the plants no that's that's absolutely fine you're talking about compost you're talking about a cardung manure that's fine i'm i'm specific about vermi compost no no vermi compost right no 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 vermi perfect 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 so uh, just share those uh, 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 the kind of uh, weeds and the weeds. kind of grasses you have on their farmland so that i sure, understand sure, it sure, better sure. and uh, because uh, rest everything is already there so we can uh, simply start i mean as far as uh, your uh, i mean strategic understanding between the two organizations is concerned that uh, uh, we can uh, work upon and uh, we can uh, immediately start working yeah. on it there is absolutely no challenge at all uh, that i see we are doing rainwater harvesting uh, the filtration method and by doing a few holes for the the pipe the bore the tub the borewell pipes all those filtration methods we are using mesh channel we are using whatever rain comes we are di diverting to that borewell area mm -hmm. and it is getting filtered and going inside the borewell mm -hmm. anyways whatever is done is done you are, you don't require it anymore wherever wherever whichever form we are working together you just assume that your water body is good enough to do whatever kind of recharge is required because okay. as i said water body is the place where earth water and air come in contact with each other so the water is never static water is always moving in a spiral motion and this spiral motion will grind the soil in the uh, bottom and make it convert it into silt silt will open the soil capillary link to the underground aquifer so whatever water body we are working upon that water body becomes a natural rain water recharge apparatus and the recharge okay. is so high that within about 8 months of running uh, the project on that water body you can put in even 5 hp pump to empty that water body Oh, for the entire day and every night it will get refilled naturally 
that we have literally seen with our own eyes and uh, the video is there on our YouTube channel wherein uh, there was a guy who was working with us in the state of Chhattisgarh and uh, he was uh, using this pond for fishery and uh, for agriculture purposes and uh, he, because he wanted to take out the fishes so he was emptying the pond so in spite of uh, his area uh, being declared under drought he was unable to empty the pond okay so the uh, recharge of the aquifer will happen naturally so you don't have to worry about all that uh, no no physical apparatus would be required because the natural apparatus is always uh, the perfect for uh, uh, the natural activities so it will happen naturally you, you don't have to worry about it so whenever we start working you you'll see the difference in uh, the farmland itself right you just help me with this uh, basic uh, data uh, on the kind of weeds which are there the kind of grasses which are there and uh, the the size of the water body in in case if uh, somebody can actually be there on the farm and share me uh, the long lat of the water body that will be great and uh, can i know uh, little more about your product and your methodology so that i can understand and ask uh, suitable questions to you and get some inputs yeah yeah sure uh, see my methodology is as i said resuscitation of the native ecology uh, which is done um, as per the vedic science uh, what i do is uh, i have to understand the water body first the water body uh, uh, in terms of uh, i i need five input from the water body number one is the long light or the map location of the water body second is the photo and the video of the surface of the water uh, then i need to understand the kind of uh, vegetation or the embankment area uh, the kind of plantation you have uh, so that i can determine the uh, kind of uh, trees and uh, when these trees will shed their leaves or uh, the fruits into the water body what will happen so i need to analyze all that and then i uh, need to understand uh, the the kind of weeds or the mosquitoes or the algal bloom or uh, any kind of problem which is there in the water body uh, so that i understand uh, the the complete uh, chemistry of the water soil and air there and uh, on the basis of all this uh, i will do conduct my study and uh, then uh, what i need <coughs> is the sample of the water filled in a transparent bottle uh, a okay. picture has to be clicked in natural light without flash keeping all the background as white so that there is no color that bleeds with the color of the water right just a quick question before we close um so what is your opinion on uh, bungru systems you know the bungru groundwater bungru is just a uh, physical apparatus for recharge of the underground aquifer right mr yeah. biplab paul you're talking about right yeah but yeah. you're saying that you know yes so all that will not be required when you have a water body well within the farm and the water body is being treated uh, with cowonomics technology okay. the the native ecology or the native okay. biodiversity will naturally get restored so there will be no need for a extra bungru apparatus bungru is primarily meant for uh, something which is as dry as gujarat right 
primarily if you right. if you're talking right. about uh, uh, karnataka and andhra border uh, the the natural uh, i mean it it is not a arid land right it is it it would uh, no, uh, not be a decent amount of rain it is just that uh, you need to uh, go back to the sustainable practices to restore it i mean uh the the agroclimatic zone of gujarat is entirely different from the region yeah. that you are talking about yes yes that's true okay good good i'm thank you for your input on that um you know we'll definitely take it into account and uh, so good i think uh, this was an excellent meeting thank you so much we learned a lot of things today Yeah. Um, and we also learned some things that we are doing right and some things that we need to uh, um yeah so that's what i was saying i mean uh, five key inputs required from the farm side right on the basis of that i'll okay. do the study and we'll make a, a concentrate uh, the concentrate is a 100% botanical extract that concentrate is required to be mixed with uh, fresh water diluted and this diluted concentrate is released into the water body right the water body has to be natural we don't work in swimming pools or tanks we don't work in a man made structure the the basic requirement of resuscitation right. of the ecology is the ecology has to exist in the first place right so it has to be a natural water body bottom is earth then water and then air and this concentrate that we make is varying from one water body to another water body so if you have uh, one pond in let's say uh, bangalore and another one in mysore obviously uh, there'll be different yes. concentrates which will be required so if yes. you have a distance in the farms let's say one farm is uh, 20 kilometers away from another farm obviously the concentrate for both the farms will vary yes right and uh, once we do have distances yeah so once this uh, diluted concentrate is poured into the water uh the the water is supplied with uh, tons and tons of electrons so these electrons will actually trigger the uh, the microbial life and uh, the sunlight will help the water to produce uh, oxygen so the do level will go up bod cod will go down and because the do level okay. is up any okay. kind of life within the water will get enough oxygen to breathe yeah right yeah. so that is allowing the Correct. entire uh, aquatic food chain to get reestablished once that is done and uh, yeah. the underground aquifer gets connected through the soil capillaries the exchange of water between the aquifer and the surface water body will start to happen depending upon where the pressure is high like yes. during the monsoon the pressure will be high on the surface water body the water will straight away go down during extreme summers yes the water will be pulled up from the aquifer so when this water passes through the yes. multiple layers of soil every layer has got a different mineral right. deposit so when this water yes. is traveling between the layers of soil it is actually carrying a lot of mineral input along with them so this maintains the so, complete electrolyte balance and the food chain of uh, the aqua ecology is reinstated because of which the yeah. water will come to a natural spring water condition now this water when sprayed as a foliar spray 
this water when sprayed as a foliar spray on the plants what the plants will get is a higher rate of photosynthesis uh, uh, higher level of chlorophyll and whatever extra is coming into uh, the plants through this water will actually be released into the soil now the the soil ecology will also eventually get enriched so whatever harm has happened because of uh, extensive use of chemicals in the past all that will be undone and uh, the natural okay. native ecology of the soil will be restored so when soil water and air okay. all three have been restored there is a microclimate which gets generated at the farm now because this microclimate is absolutely natural it respects the ecology it respects the biodiversity obviously any kind of life will exuberate we do have a lot of you know projects that we are uh, undertaking at the farm uh, another aspect is smart agriculture but we look into that a bit later mm -hmm. and see uh, uh, we what we're trying to do basically is closely monitor what is happening at the farm so we have sensors in, installed Perfect. moisture sensors uh, soil moisture at the primary and secondary root level mm -hmm. uh, we have a small weather station installed we are doing weather forecasting mm -hmm. uh, we're talking to different tech teams who can give us alerts saying that oh it's going to rain today don't irrigate it's going to rain uh, it's raining this entire week don't irrigate or you know stuff like that uh, that from an operations point of view will not only save us resources money time everything so uh, we're looking at a lot of things maybe uh, we could get or not I think uh, that's it for today I have yeah. to no, one, jump one more thing which meeting. you can carry uh, as as a takeaway of this meeting is when we uh, do the recitation yeah. of the native ecology you get one more revenue stream like you have already invested into so many equipments if you can measure the amount of carbon sequestration being done out of the water body you can actually earn carbon credits also out of it which you can sell in the carbon bazaar and that yeah. will be additional revenue Correct. we're actually trying to Fortunate. quantify how much uh, carbon sequestration at least as of now that is my primary project now as of uh, now you're working, working on only on that, green carbon sinks <coughs> when we join together you will have green as well as blue carbon sinks so both both the things yes, will join together yes. yeah yes that's true interestingly as Excellent. per a research okay. in university of california it says one acre of a blue carbon sink does 40 times more sequestration than a same size of a green carbon sink green yes that's true our oceans and seas sequester way more carbon than our forests yeah so mangroves sequester a lot more right. carbon than right. forests they are what green and blue together yeah so so that is what you're going yeah. to create now okay. excellent <laughs> thank you sir thank you uh, madhu and pankaj